Get your smoke on, I'll get your chill on. Let's get these conversations on. Crawling on moms and anybody who's living life. The Pop Moms Podcast is here. Talking all things cannabis with a mama twist. Like a freshly rolled hemp joint infused with a bit of that, a bit of this. It's all part of the experience of life. Thanks for tuning in. You ready to begin? Then welcome to the PMP. Pop Moms Podcast. The Pop Moms Podcast, it's on The Pop Moms Podcast, it's the Pop Moms Podcast Oh, it's on Hi, it's Kate Hello I'm here with Eunice Hi We are doing the Pop Moms Podcast today (laughs) It is ladies (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's like so much dark in here all of a sudden. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about um, how important it is to have conversations around whether or not um, you like to use cannabis with your significant other. <laughs> <laughs> that came out wrong. <clears throat> Um, or how to have like a good conversation around it, I guess. Maybe if you're starting off in a new relationship or maybe no one smokes pot and you want to, and that's a conversation. Um, keeping lines of communication open with your significant other is always important. Um, I have not always been the best at that. And, um, I can tell you from the other side, it's really awesome when you can just communicate really clearly. Um, with your partner because then the right messages are received and no one can you know have hurt feelings I'm a little sensitive sometimes so (laughs) (laughs) um so Eunice so did you and Rob like always oops should I edit his name out um I guess you're kind of untraceable (laughs) you're kind of untraceable you have no social media he especially does not yeah he I, I he has a flip phone doesn't he no, but I'm just he kidding. would. He would. He would still if we hadn't broken it, I'm sure. <laughs> so how did, like, the conversation go? Did you ever have to have a conversation? Like, what's – No. I th- when we started dating, we didn't, like, I knew he smoked pot. He knew I smoked pot. It was, like, not a thing. Um, but I will tell you, um, after we got engaged, there was uh, – it was just a few days after we were standing outside, um, and we used to both – I like be cigarette smokers as well. Like, I looked at him and I literally started crying like hysterically. And he's like, "What's wrong?" I was like, "I'm never going to give up smoking pot. You have to understand that." Basically, <laughs> and he was like, "What?" I was like, "Like, I love pot so much, and I don't think that you're gonna have to just accept me as a pothead." And la, la, la. I was like, "I'm not probably never gonna quit." And like, and he was like, "Okay, I know that. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you?" And I was like, "Oh, okay. I just wanted to make sure that we were." Claire that Pat's always been here even before you and it will probably be here after you so you know that's where my heart is it's so ridiculous but that was probably the only conversation we had so I think after that we've never brought it up again but he definitely doesn't smoke as much at all now because he's not as habitual smoker so it affects him like he 
has like I guess a hangover ish from it. Oh, interesting. Or it just makes him feel a little groggy. I think the next day. Yeah, we were talking earlier about finding him some CBD, you know, options. Yeah, um, and that kind of spurred an idea for a future episode to have alternative ways to consume CBD. So like gummies are a really big thing right now. Oil is a really big thing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be taking a look at other ways to consume it. So that's a little preview on um, on a next episode. Um, I don't remember like. I was always impressed with how big of bong rips that Mike could take. <laughs> and um, he rolls really great joints. That's and that was scale, like, though. it was like hot. It's like, it's pretty hot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when it's good with the his hands. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but then, like, um, also, he can like smoke a roach. Like, it, no matter, not like a roach, but like once it gets, re- the joint gets really, 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 really small. Like, yeah. he can smoke it further than like, I'm like, I would burn. I would be on fire this if that got like as close to me. the cracks in his fingers, though. I know, right? Well, we don't anymore because now we have the all we buy are. But it's like the pre-rolls. residual. If you guys kept going. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe they would prevent the crack. They were like, Cal- yeah, right. Oh my god, that's so funny. That's so funny. No, I, I think- loved it. Then his lips get really big too, and I always thought it was really hot. Yeah. <laughs> this is why we need videos, right? This is why it's on Bill. That's why our Valentine's Day episode. So, um, I feel grateful that Mike and I have been like pretty much always aligned on like our like using using pot. I think back in the day, I was probably a little bit harder on him um, from a consumption standpoint, but that's just because we were poor. (laughs) (laughs) Childcare is expensive, and when you're trying to, like, work your way up as, like, young parents, like, it's just, there's definitely a struggle. So um, I think I found out then, you know, I think we had good balance. I think we figured out, like, a good balance for everything. Um, But, yeah, I think um, what's cool is something that's neat um, my friend, uh, I won't say her name because I don't know if she cares or not, but um, she told me she likes it when I say neat. And that made me like just <laughs> smile like, really neat. big because that's just like, if you know me, that's like just such a me thing to do. <clears throat> so um, shout out to my friend in San Francisco. Um, <laughs> I totally miss you and you crack me up. And thanks for making me feel neat for saying that. <laughs> like, There's no end to it now. No, no. You stroked the ego and now you have to deal with it. I'm really sorry. Um, so the person that we're speaking with today um, for the interview for um, the show, um, her name's Molly and she is a uh, cannabis dating coach and it's, mm-hmm. yeah, like so she, uh, you know, has helped others find their smoking partners for life um, and she um, has some really exciting news that, you know, she's going to share um, so I wish that there were, if I had to be on a dating app or like use a dating service, I would love to do one that involved cannabis. Like that's just easy to get it out there. Totally. Okay. Yeah. You don't have to have the awkward conversation. You can kind of dive right into like how you're going to incorporate that in your relationship. Right. Because I think because of the, you know, preconceived notions about it that are negative people, like you could have interest built and then they realize that you enjoy cannabis and that's just the end for them. You have to, you don't have to, it's like religion almost, you know? You yeah, like it's, it could be a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. It's a really big deal for people. And I think that's just not having enough education around it, that it's not that awful. Like one thing I really appreciate about my husband is that he supports it by, he supports me taking my cannabis breaks. So he knows if I'm like, I gotta go upstairs or outside or whatever, then he's like, all right, 
you know. That's really cool because mm-hmm. some, like, I know we talk to such a large pool of moms and sometimes it's not that. Sometimes your husband, like, guilt trips you. Yeah. And I think he knows. Not yours. I'm saying, yeah. like, the collective. Like, that's another action that I think can be really damaging both to tr- the trust of their relationship but yeah. also, like, y- your relationship with cannabis. You don't want him to see it in, like, an envious taking, you know, time away from him or yeah. whatever. I think that's really cool. So shout out to Eunice's husband. <laughs> well, I think for him, too, it's, like, the lesser of two evils. He can deal with me better when I'm in a, you know, when I'm a little high. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like you either way, Eunice. Thanks. Let's go ahead. We're going to kick it over to Molly, and then we'll be back to cheer your ear off some more. Yay. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for having me. It's really great to be here. Uh, I am the founder of Highly Devoted, and we are most well-known for our cannabis-friendly matchmaking services. We help cannabis consumers find love. And this is something that um, I have experienced in my own life. I am very happily married to a fellow cannabis consumer. We've been together for 15 years and cannabis has always been a part of our relationship. And before I started this business, I was a mainstream professional matchmaker, um, worked with high net worth individuals and helped them find love. But I always wanted cannabis to be a part of my professional journey. So I just decided to combine my passions with cannabis and love to create Highly Devoted. And um, I also throw upscale cannabis events and mixers, bringing people together, whether it's singles or couples or everyone in between. Um, I am going to be launching my own podcast shortly. And I'm also in the process of writing a book. So just really trying to um, upend the stigma of cannabis, help people find love, whether it's with other people, find more self-love, and using plant medicine to achieve that goal. I love that. And you are a busy lady. That's a lot of stuff to have going on. That's amazing. I'm the same way. If I have idle hands, I I get bored and I'm not as productive. (laughs) No, I feel you. I know exactly how that goes. I see you're from Chicago, too. I'm from uh, Wisconsin, so Midwest. Yes. Midwest love here. Are you a Chicago area sports fan? Um, I am. Um, I grew up, uh, my dad grew up on the south side of Chicago, so I grew up uh, being a big White Sox fan, but I married a massive Cubs fan, so I, I kind of jumped on that, on that uh, the Cubs bandwagon, so I root for them. You know, root for the Bears. I love the Blackhawks. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm to it. But I, I left the, the Midwestern winters behind, and now I'm very, very happily living in Los Angeles. That's so funny. That's what we did, too. My husband is from Chicago as well, and so he's a big Chicago sports fan. I love the Blackhawks as well. The Bulls are awesome. Um, I definitely skew Packers, but, hey, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. No biggie. And also left the Midwest for, for to get away from the winters. It really just got to be too much. It's having that throughout my entire childhood. It's that's just I don't I don't I'm not a big fan of snow. <laughs> no, 
oh, I don't like the snow. I don't like the cold. And I'm someone who really is just kind of fueled by sunshine. And so living in the Midwest where it would be gray for six months straight, I definitely suffered from seasonal affective disorder. Um, And then the fact that, you know, luckily now in Illinois, cannabis is legal, but for most of my life, it was not. So, and it really was never a huge part of the culture there. And so I never felt like I really fit in. Um, and so to be in a place like California now, where it is such a huge part of the culture and there's so many events and experiences and now cannabis restaurants and just, it, it's beyond my wildest dreams. It's really cool to be a part of. Yeah. Being able to see kind of where cannabis has come from and where it's going, it's really exciting. I was able to stop at the um, or original cannabis cafe um, in LA last time I was there and it's a really cool experience and very it's very strange to be able to just buy weed with my coffee but I definitely like it I hope that's where more cities will move towards legalization yeah. kind of the next steps I hope so too um, it yeah I've, I've gone to the cannabis cafe as well it really is um, you know, just such a unique experience to be able to order your food from one menu, order your cannabis from another menu, you know, while you're, uh, while you're chomping on your vegan nachos, smoking a joint and sharing it with your friends. It's just a really, really cool experience and something that I hadn't, um, I hadn't ever really been able to do except when I was in Amsterdam. Right. Totally. That's that. Yeah, I know. I would love to see that come over here a little bit more. Um, okay. So, Tell us about your first time smoking or how did you, like what, how old were you when you first started smoking? Do you have an interesting, you know, first smoking story? Um, I don't know if it's that interesting. I was at a party in high school in someone's basement and, you know, I I smoked cannabis for the first time Um, and I don't think I really got high. It, It was probably not until like the second or third time that I noticed the high and, um, and just, yeah, it made me happy. I do remember eating like an entire sleeve of Oreos and not being aware of that. Um, but I didn't really fall in love with cannabis until I got to college. And I, um, I was able to kind of compare that to the nights that I would go drinking. And, you know, when, when I was having cannabis with people, it was like, you know, we would have these great conversations and I felt so bonded and connected to people. And it really, you know, just kind of brought down my walls. Whereas when I was going drinking, um, you know, everything was kind of fuzzy. I wasn't always in control of my actions. You know, I, I, the decisions that I made when I was uh, using alcohol were not always decisions that I would make when I was sober. And then you're dealing with those really nasty hangovers the next day anyways. And so, um, you know, I had so many wonderful friendships start over cannabis. And then my senior year of college was when I met my now husband and our romance started over cannabis. And so, um, you know, to me, I think it's just such a, obviously, like I use it for, um, you know, a variety of, of medical and emotional conditions as well. But I, I do think that the way that cannabis um, can enhance bonds and connections, it can really uh, allow you to be more present in the moment so you can pay more attention to the, exactly what's going on in front of you, whether it's a, a person or an experience. I, I just think it's it's so wonderful and something that a, a lot of people really need to experience, you know, that in addition to the fact that it, it really is an aphrodisiac, it's a great addition to your sex life. It's, it's just such a, a phenomenal tool for connection with others and with yourself. 
I dig that. I really, I, I think that you've, you've really hit the nail on the head there. Um, we're actually going to be talking more about how you can use cannabis in your love life. So maybe we'll have to get some pointers from you later. Indeed. I'm an expert. Seriously. That's really cool. So how did cannabis play a part in you meeting your partner? Um, well, the first time I met him, he was smoking a bong. Um, <laughs> Nothing like that eye I, contact over a bong rip. I love Right? <laughs> um <laughs> He lived in the same apartment building our senior year in college, and I was friends with one of his roommates, and I went up to their apartment specifically for the purpose of having a smoke sesh, and um, I, I I met my husband, and we just, I just thought he was so funny and, and sweet and charming, and, you know, before we ever even kissed for the first time, we would just, um, you know, spend hours and hours smoking together, talking, having great conversations and really getting to know each other. And that's still one of our favorite parts of our relationship, just, you know, sitting down and, and talking for hours and hours on end and using cannabis to just keep that conversation flowing. I like that. I think that in this era of technology, um, sometimes it is really exciting to be able to connect with people in these actual real-life situations, like while using cannabis. I think it brings together a real sense of community, which is something that, you know, it might be harder for people to get, you know, in today's technology day and age. Indeed. Indeed, yeah. It's, um, I think even though technology, you know, it, it has a the ability to bring people together, it also is just, um, I, I don't know. I've never, I've never seen a, a, a point in my life when I feel like people seem like they're more disconnected than ever before. Right. So they're really, you have to be, um, you have to be really diligent and focused on making that those moments that you do share with important people um, to, to make them matter. And if you're just scrolling, um, you know, endlessly on Instagram or Twitter or whatever it is then it's a lot harder to, to really take advantage of that time that you have with the people that you care most about. Exactly. So it's connections. I dig it. I dig it. Um, okay. So how did you become a matchmaker? Like talk to me about that. That's so interesting to be able to take people and find out, you know, find someone for them. That's such a powerful connection to be able to have and to be able to have like, you know, just that, just that ability to connect with people on that level is, is fascinating to me. Yeah, I um, so I have a degree in psychology, and I've always like, loved people, been so curious about what makes them tick and what motivates people, and I was always just kind of like the the love coach and the relationship expert to all the people in my life, and um, I worked in marketing and sales out of college, but I went to a recruiter. And they interviewed me and, and they're like, I know this sounds kind of out of left field, but have you ever thought about matchmaking? We have this company and they're looking for someone and we think you would be perfect. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. So I went and I interviewed and I got the job and, um, and then I just started bringing people together. And for me, I think my greatest ability is making people feel comfortable. I know how to um, help people feel like they're not being judged and feel like they can open up. I know the right questions to ask. And, um, you know, it really is all about helping people gain clarity, understanding the things that are most important in a partner and in a relationship dynamic. Um, and then, you know, a lot of people do face judgment and stigma when it comes to dating and cannabis. And so helping people find whether it's someone who just accepts them or whether it's someone who shares that passion for cannabis and, and has that 
you know, and that can become an, an actual part of the relationship. And so, um, you know, I, I was, I, I I saw that no one else was really catering to this demographic of more sophisticated cannabis consumers, not your, I guess, prototypical stoner types. And, um, and I was like, I'm the perfect person. That's me. That's what I should do. And so in 2015, I started Highly Devoted. I was still living in Chicago at the time and then moved to LA in 2016, started throwing events, started working with more clients. Um, and I actually, um, I'm not currently taking on any more matchmaking clients, um, because I do want to have more time to help people on a larger scale. So, you know, I still have, um, about 15 clients that I'm working with currently, but I really want to be able to affect change and help more than just, you know, my one-on-one clients. And so that's why I'm writing a book and doing and launching a podcast and going to be doing more events and workshops and really just trying to help more people find deeper connection and love in their life. That's fascinating. And we can all use help with that. <laughs> Indeed. So what is, so how many couples have you put together? You know, like how many oh, couples? I mean, God, I don't know. Um, Thousands. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know about that, but um, <laughs> couples, I mean, hundreds. Um, I know now of, uh, and, and there, there's definitely more than this, but I know now of like 21 marriages. Oh my gosh. Uh, lots more children. Um, and then like many more just serious relationships because not everyone is looking for marriage. It's just right. you know, depending on, on what it is you're looking for. So, you know, I, I, I think a lot of people just need help getting out of their own way. Um, they think they know what they want, but they, they haven't really done the reflection in terms of, okay, does this actually make me happy? Does this make me feel satisfied? Do I feel like something's lacking? Um, really just helping them to, to, you know, put their finger on the things that are most important and then to have the strength to not settle for less. I love that. Yeah, getting out of our own way and not settling for less, I think, are two things that plague a lot of people right now. And I think I just I love that you turn the questions inward as well, because our best ability is to love people or when we love ourselves. So setting that up for success is, is really neat to hear. It's, it's everything. And, you know, it's not easy. Like, I certainly, I, I'm always trying to boost my self-love. Like, I, I love being a cheerleader for other people, but I'm always my, my own biggest critic. And so it's just about um, really trying to fight against that and remind myself the things that I do love about myself. Um, and... But it's, you know, it's a struggle every day. So I don't think people, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, my God, I have to love myself fully before someone else is going to love me. And it's like, no, you know, that's it, it's all a work in progress. But if, if you can at least, um, you know, try and go in that direction, that really does open you up to more people like being attracted, not you know, attracted to, to the energy that you're really putting out there. Yeah, I love that. I think that's super pertinent. So um, talk to me a little bit more about some of the events that you throw. That sounds really exciting. I love that within the California legalization, they've included, like, to be able to have cannabis in, like, meal settings. You know, like, I'm in Seattle, and so in Washington, we don't quite have that yet. Um, So I'd love to hear, like, what do you have upcoming or what, you know, what's, what's what's on the radar for that? Yeah, so I have a few events that I'm working on 
for Valentine's Day. Um, and so, you know, in the light mixer um, where you wear a green bracelet if you're single, a yellow bracelet if you're in the middle, a red bracelet if you're off the market, and we would bring together all of these really wonderful cannabis brands and music and great food and just a really fun way for people to connect and know that everyone there um, was not going to be judging them for cannabis because it really is a powerful uh, social lubricant. But um, some of the events that I'm working on for Valentine's Day are I'm working with some specific brands um, and, and really just creating an opportunity. It's more like speaking um, and creating panels and educating people, empowering them and showing them exactly how you can use both cannabis and CBD um, to, you know, either enhance the relationship that you currently have, boost self-love and, you know, where to find those people who you connect with on a romantic level as well. What is your favorite way to consume cannabis? I love smoking joints. That's my Me favorite. too. And I think also joints are really phenomenal for sharing. And mm. there is just like that ritual of passing it and smoking from the same joint and like just really being there in the moment with someone. Um, you know, I think microdosing edibles is really fun. I, I enjoy that a lot. You know, before sleep, I like to take a larger dose because that does help me stay asleep. Um, I love massages with cannabis oil. Um, you know, some lubes with cannabis oil are really fun as well. You know, there's there's not many things that I don't like. I think vaping is probably my least favorite, but you know, it has its time and place. It's very discreet and portable. So, you know, it just depends on the situation. But if you had to, if you put a gun to my head, it's always going to be a joint. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I dig joints too. I love that we pass it in a circle or we pass it back and forth. It's always very inclusive. You're always asking right. everyone like, hey, do you want to smoke? You know, like that's the one thing that I've always really dug about people who consume cannabis. It's like you get excited about welcoming other people into your circle and I think that you know as we get older and depending on when people started consuming you know it's it's either you know it's sometimes it's hard for people to kind of break those shells and that's kind of a nice way to have that first moment of trust to kind of start building on on that friendship or that relationship so true and you know it's like you you smoke with someone and and then everyone just feels comfortable opening up and sharing and um, it's just different than than any other substance and I think a lot more people need to need to see the the social benefits of it and and you know that's one of the things that I'm trying to do along with just destigmatizing and normalizing the plant and um, really making people feel empowered and educated and just more comfortable not only trying cannabis but being open about it too so do you find do people come to you so when you when you were doing more matchmaking when people come to you and they have a relationship with cannabis like do, are, are they asking for someone else who partakes or is that like how does that how do you guys that how do you vet that question um, it depends, whatever they're looking for. You know, like I said, some people just want to feel like they're not going to be judged. And so they don't care if their partner consumes with them. And other people really want that to be something that they share with their partner. So, you know, I, I ask my clients not only, you know, whether or not they want their partner to consume with them, but, you know, their favorite ways to, to consume cannabis and how often and, you know, what are their favorite types of products and, 
you know, how does that play into their search? But it's just one parameter of their search. And, you know, and I certainly, you know, I weigh that amongst uh, everything else that's important. Like, you know, um, what are your core values? What are, what is your ideal relationship dynamic? You know, and then we get into the nitty gritty. Like if you get married, do you want to share bank accounts? How is their financial situation and yours? Like, you know, there's, there's so many things that I think a lot of people don't really think about before getting into a relationship. And so to be able to, to think about that all ahead of time and really understand what are the things that are most important? What are the things that I don't really care about so I can kind of go either way? And then what are my deal breakers? So, um, so it's just, it's about getting all that information and data out there so that people can, can have more clarity and the, the direction that they need to go in and what they need to prioritize in their search for love. I love that. What do you have to say to people who maybe are not uh, advocates of using cannabis? Um, you know, I think it just comes to them from a place of education. Um, you know, what I want is to understand why they are, you know, so against cannabis. And I know, obviously, because of, you know, the war on drugs and dare and just they know there's just been a lot of propaganda for so long, um, just saying how terrible cannabis is. So, you know, and some people have had bad experiences with either a family member, a friend, or a former partner who maybe used cannabis to an extreme amount, and it, it ended up being, uh, you know, more of a negative force in their life, or someone maybe had a really terrible experience with edibles, and they're like, oh my god, I, I hate cannabis now. So it's just, it's understanding what's at the, what's at the core, um, and then sharing what it is, you know, or why cannabis is part of your life, why you use it. And then if they're still really um, apprehensive about it, I, I, like I said, I like to come with education. So showing them like different documentaries. I know I've sat many family members down and showed them like Sanjay Gupta's lead documentaries. And those are things that I think open a lot of people up, a lot of people's eyes, um, showing the fact that, you know, can really help treat epilepsy in children. And, and you know, it's, it's been shown to be, um, really beneficial for certain forms of cancer and really helpful for, um, you know, uh, so many other conditions. And so really just showing the medicinal benefits and then also comparing it to how safe it is compared to alcohol and pharmaceuticals and tobacco and still, and sugar, you know, all of these other things that have killed right. so many people and cannabis is just so much safer. So just educating people, really trying to, to get to the bottom of it. And, you know, some people, they are, they, they're just like, this is, this is what I believe and no facts are going to change it. And you just have to say, okay, then we do you and, and really just try and um, not take it personally. I love that. Don't take it personally and arm them with education. I think that sometimes we like to argue our points or, you know, our viewpoints till we're blue in the face. But if that person doesn't want to learn or if that person doesn't want to hear it, ultimately, whatever we say is just not going to get through to them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the fact is, I think within the next couple of years, if a Democrat is elected in 2020, then cannabis will be legalized. And, um, and then I think the next, uh, the next big wave are um, mushrooms and psychedelics, because I think those, those bring even more to the table when it comes to self-love and connecting with others and treating so many conditions that are resistant to other types of treatment. Yep. Use it like a medicine. I dig that. I really think that that's really pertinent. And I really do hope that we get someone um, 
in office that can support that because I think that we've wasted so much time as a society with, you know, these outdated and I mean, inaccurate stigmas around cannabis and other psychedelics. And yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. I hope it's good. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm really hoping it's Democrat. But yeah. time, time I know. <laughs> I know, me too. And you know, I I understand my privilege. Like I'm a white person, and mm-hmm. I know that I've never really, you know, I've never really feared that I'm going to be thrown in jail for using cannabis, if we're using psychedelics. But then there's still so many people, thousands and thousands of people whose lives have been stolen from them. Um, people of color who are just sitting in jail or people who um, have faced jail and now are felons and having, and they have so much trouble trying to find jobs and make their way. And so it's, it's really just being aware of that privilege as well. And just knowing yep. that legalization is not just about people can go and, and buy weed. Like it really is about like getting all of these people um, out of jail and allowing them to have a fresh start in their life. And, um, and and just spreading that message as well. Over a plant. <sighs> Fun times. <laughs> I know, right? Hopefully the future gets brighter from that perspective. I completely agree. I think it's horrible. And I, I do like the idea of recognizing the privilege that, you know, I share with you as well and, and getting all that information out there and helping to push legislature where we can. And I, yeah, I think that there's a ton of, there's a ton of opportunity there for sure. Indeed, indeed. So, you know, we just just gotta gotta hope that that things continue to go the way this way. You know, I I think, you know, pretty soon like half the country is gonna be legal when it comes mm-hmm. to cannabis. And so, you know, it, it's it's gotta reach that tipping point at some time. Yep, I completely agree. So okay, so you're writing a book. That's really exciting. Can you tell us a little bit what the book's going to be about? And like, do you have an anticipated launch date or where it'll be available? Um, we don't have a launch date yet. Um, I am working with a co-author who is a New York Times bestseller, and so um, we're working on our proposal right now, and we're going to be sending it out to publishers in the next month or so. So my guess is it probably won't be out until 2021. But um, we are going to be looking for a mainstream publisher. We've got a really phenomenal literary agent who's helping us hustle and just getting that out there. Um, But it's basically, you know, it's just going to be about using cannabis and plant medicine to enhance romantic relationships. Um, It's not really going to be as much about dating, but more about like using it in the context of a relationship as well as using it on your own to boost self-love so that you can be, you know, a happier person as well as a better partner. I love that. Can you give our listeners, well, first off, if there's anyone who knows any publishers, go ahead and email me hotmomspodcast at gmail.com and I can get you in touch with Molly. We'll make it happen. Um, I love it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love, I, I like helping connect with connections to mine usually end up being a little bit more business related, but like, yeah, I love that connecting with people is it's, it's a really fun, it's fun opportunity. I think that everyone has so many different things to share. Um, but could you give us one example of like, or just a tip or an idea for the audience, um, one way that you can use, you know, self-care to go ahead and with, combine that with cannabis, but then also in a romantic relationship, like where, where do you start or is there, you know, a, yeah, I'd, I'd love to know more. Yeah. So in terms of self-care, I mean, there are 
so many ways that you can use cannabis for that. Um, I I find for me like some of the the most powerful forms of self care for me are meditation and journaling, and I think that cannabis really adds a different depth and dimension to both of those activities. Um, and so like really just taking time for yourself. Um, for me, meditation, it's such a wonderful way to um, either start the day. And typically, I, I'm not like a THC person in the morning or, or early afternoon. That's more like late afternoon, evening for me. Um, but I love CBD in the morning. Um, but I think that when you use when you when you consume cannabis and then you meditate, like for me, it's more easy to just focus on the sensations in my body. And I also feel like it really does kind of open me up to certain truths that I'm unable to reach when I'm completely sober. Um, and then for writing and journaling, it's so helpful for me, at least like kind of in, I, I feel like it, like I, I turning on the spigot and all of a sudden it's like everything is just rushing out all of the self-judgment, everything that I would say about myself just kind of goes to the wayside and I'm able to just get everything out and down on paper. And, you know, a lot of times that's just, sometimes those are just like toxic thoughts that don't really mean anything. But once you yep. get it out on paper, it's just, it, it, you feel so much better and you just kind of clear that out and open yourself up to, to more positive and productive things. Um, in terms of like, using cannabis in a relationship, I think it's um, it's a really great addition to like if you are just home with your partner and you're kind of bored and there's nothing really to do. Um, again, it just allows you to instead of like turning on the TV or looking at your phone, you can consume cannabis together and then just like you know, let your curiosity out, ask a bunch of questions, just be silly together, giggle, laugh, have fun. Um, and then also, you know, you can, you can give each other massages with canvas oil. I really love the, um, the oil from a company called Humble Flower Co. They have, oh, like I love CBD. Them. Yeah. yeah, they're amazing. They have CBD, which is available nationwide. And then they have THD, which is available in California. Um, there's like you can take baths together um there's a brand called Maz Hanna and they have this amazing CBD like bath tonic that I think is absolutely phenomenal it's really wonderful to just like be there in the tub with your partner um there is a company called Quim and they have amazing cannabis lubricants and like um and sex oils that are absolutely phenomenal um some of them are CBD some of them are THC and they also have some that are um that are latex safe which a lot of the oil-based uh cannabis lubes are not um you know it's there's just so many different ways to use it I mean my husband and I we love to we love to share a joint and then go for a hike together um you know we love you know smoking a joint while we're cooking dinner or before we go out for a great meal together we're both like big foodies and so it's just I don't know I just feel like you're you're more aware of all of the details and the complexities of food and so it's just really fun to talk about and geek out on when you know after you've consumed cannabis but it's really just dependent on you know what are the things that you like doing together what are the things that you like doing on your own where you feel um, are most nourishing and then typically there's a way that cannabis can fit into that to really add to the experience and up the enjoyment.
Awesome. I love, yeah, that's awesome. I like, I also like, you know, what you said about finding something that you like doing and consuming cannabis and kind of sharing that with, you know, with your partner too. I think that that's, that's really cool. That'll maybe if, you know, you guys are looking for something new to do, that might be a good idea and you want to have more of a shared, you know, shared time together to do that. So that's really great. I just, I love cannabis and I love what you're doing and thank you so much for, you know, being a part of, you know, reducing this, uh, reducing and hopefully eliminating the stigma of, you know, cannabis, both with women, with men, with moms, dads, parents, non-parents, everyone. I think that it's yeah. definitely time for a shift. <laughs> it, it, it is. And, and, you know, I am not personally a parent, but I am an aunt and I know lots of parents. And I, I think that, um, you know, there's, there's, so much more stigma to moms who consume cannabis for no reason when everyone like more than and I when a mom is downing an entire bottle of rosé on a play date like no one tells anything so I think that you know cannabis really is a, a wonderful tool for parenting as well I know so many parents who say when when they get a little bit high they're just so much more likely to roll around the floor with their kids and um, they're just so much more present with them and they're not distracted and and it's just you know you know sometimes if you're if you're playing with a kid it can get a little bit boring after a little while after some time and so you know cannabis just makes it a little bit more exciting and um, or if you're if you're consuming cannabis and you know once your kids go to sleep, it's just a really wonderful way to recharge and relax and um, and be the best parent you can the next day. So I I just hope that more people are open to it and less judgmental. But that just comes with um, with you know more exposure, more people being open about it, and you know hopefully laws and regulations changing alongside. Yeah, I completely agree. The last thing that I think specifically parents, definitely moms or females like should feel bad about is finding something that works for you. I think that's like the biggest thing that just kind of blew my mind, especially because I didn't realize that I felt bad about it. And so I'm like, wow, I hide this in the shadows. And this is a big part of who I am. So fuck it. I'm not going to do that anymore. And it was liberating, but scary. And I don't know, like if there's anyone out there who's thinking about, I, I mean, each situation is going to be your own, but being able to be true to yourself, which I think is like kind of the essence of cannabis and like why when you're happier with yourself and you're consuming cannabis um, or if you're not happy with yourself and using cannabis and kind of confronting some of those things that you aren't happy about, it's really insightful in terms of the things going on inside your own head that, you know, when we have a to-do list, we, you know, shove all of that stuff down. So kind of being able to rise above that and just kind of acknowledge that we're not perfect beings. We're just all really trying to get through the day. Absolutely. And this plant is so powerful in helping us to get through the day and helping us to feel nourished and recharged. And, um, and I just, I, I want more people to try it. I just had my my sister-in-law in town over the weekend, and she is not a, a, a proponent of cannabis at all. And, you know, we took her to the dispensary, and we got her a one-to-one tincture because she's super stressed out and got her some low-dose edibles. And, you know, just just like being able to show someone that, you know, you don't necessarily need to smoke a joint or hit the vape pen to feel some of the benefits of cannabis, I think um, people are just absolutely shocked. They don't realize it. Um, and then, you know, I also hear a lot of people who are, they want to try CBD and they get really disappointed because they don't feel anything. 
So yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of um, education around CBD as well and, and helping people to understand that if you're just taking it when you feel anxious or when you feel stressed, um, then it's not going to work nearly as well as if you're taking it every day at the same time like a supplement and it really has the chance to build up in your body um, as well as just taking it in the right dosage, which is different for everyone. So I think people need to just be, feel more comfortable um, just trying a few things out and exploring and trying different dosages and different products and just seeing, you know, after time what really does work with them. And, you know, unfortunately, cannabis and CBD are not one size fits all. You have to really, you know, do the work to find out what works best for you specifically. Yeah, practice makes perfect, or at least practice makes more informed, especially when talking about cannabis. Like we did an entire episode on CBD and, you know, some of the, the things that we address is like, CBD isn't Xanax, like Xanax is Xanax. And, you know, right. that's not, that's not, you're not going to have that. But I love that you bring up the point of consistency because I saw that firsthand. I was taking it every morning and then I ran out, you know, like, you know, my mom, I'm a mom. I have so many things on like subscribe and saves like to go ahead and make right. sure it just comes when it runs out. But I didn't do that. And I learned my lesson because all of a sudden, like a week after taking it, I'm like, man, where, why do I feel like I can't, you know, I can't cope with the little things that come up or like the little things seem big again, like what's different. And then I'm like, oh my God, like there's that right there. I have not been taking it. And it was nice to just, you know, it's, it's a candy in the morning and you're like, haha, I'm a parent, but I'm having a treat in the morning. Like, right. It's it. great. Like, <laughs> So I love that aspect of it, but I, I do like that. I think it's, I, and it's not one size fits all. It's your own body makeup. It's the other, um, you know, components of cannabis that can affect you as well. So it's really about, about finding, finding what works for you. I dig that. I think that that's really important. And most people don't even understand that they have an endocannabinoid system. Right. That is, and how, how you actually process um, these chemical compounds. And so, again, people just need to be more educated. And, you know, they're not even teaching that in most med schools. So there's just a lot of work to be done. And that's why I think um, it's very important that people like us are speaking out and educating as many people as we possibly can to understand that um, just because you haven't heard about it from, you know, mainstream sources does not mean that this is something that won't work for you. No, and I and especially with the amount of um, information that's out there and forthcoming, like just do your research and just inform yourself more because I mean I can totally attest to the research that I do going into like my episodes and the episode planning has been amazing because it just arms me and it boosts my confidence with talking about it when you get in the situations where people are like you know well why do you well aren't you worried about this you're like that's such a good question and you know it's it's, it's easier to have a non-defensive conversation that way too. Absolutely, and, and you know I think all of these conversations, like really try and not be defensive, try and come from a place of uh, love and openness and wanting to educate the masses instead of like feeling like you're being attacked because a lot of times people just don't know. And then they're, they're talking from their personal experiences and that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, once they're educated that they're going to be, you know, feeling the same way and expressing the same thing. I love it. Okay, so do you have a favorite strain? Is do you have a favorite? Like, do you have a favorite right now? You know, what 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 do you like to smoke? We already know yeah, you like I'll joints. Like, <laughs> I like my joints. Um, you know, I 
I'm, I'm a purple girl. That's always my favorite. Um, and, and the thing that I learned, especially once I moved to California, is that even though something says that it's one strain, um, it could have completely different genetics from something else that says it's that strain. So, you know, strains are, they are what they are, but they're not really the most trustworthy way to understand, you know, how, um, you know, cannabis affects you. Um, but, you know, I guess in, in general, I would say, like, my my favorite strain, especially for the connection and sex, is Granddaddy Purple. Um, it's just, I don't know, like, I, I'm more of an indica girl or a hybrid girl. I find that sativas generally, like, make me, like, just get in my head and they boost anxiety a little bit for me. And so I like I like strains like Granddaddy Purple that, you know, it's not going to give me couch walk, but it really does give me more body awareness and sensitivity and just something else. It just gets me in the mood. So I really like that. And then um, Locana has a, a strain that I love that I actually just rediscovered after not seeing it for a couple of years, Berry White. And Ooh. it is amazing it's another um indica indica hybrid and and it just it puts you in such a happy mindset you're really chill and relaxed but um like totally aware totally functional and yeah just puts you in a really really great mood i love that smoke some berry white and put on some berry white that is there you go whatever you want (laughs) yeah whatever puts you in the mood i love that awesome well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking time to speak with us. Um, can you let my listeners know um, how to follow what you're doing and your anticipated book release? And if they're in the LA area, are you only having parties in the LA area right now? Yeah, so right now our parties are, are mainly in the LA area, um, but who knows, maybe you know, I've done events in, in Denver and around California, um, but you know, maybe maybe we'll do some other events moving forward. But the best place to follow us is on Instagram at Highly Devoted. Um, uh, we that's, that's probably the place where the most up-to-date information is. You can always head to our website, highlydevoted.com. You can, um, you can join our matchmaking database for free, and that allows you to be matched for free with our current active clients. Um, and then you can also sign up for our mailing list. We don't, it's not going to be a little bombarding people all the time, but if there's something really big and exciting, we do like to share. So it's a great place to sign up, you know, send us a DM on, on Instagram if you have any questions. Um, but yeah, we'd love to connect and help you find more, you know, fruitful connections in your life. I love it. Well, you're the person to do it. This whole entire conversation has been nothing but wonderful. So thank you so much. Oh, oh, my pleasure. And thank you for what you're doing. And I appreciate the interest in Highly Devoted and using cannabis to, to connect with other people. I think it's something that this world needs a lot more of. I couldn't agree more with that. Well, hopefully we'll be able to hook up in LA or at one of your dinners in the future. I really look forward to where you're taking things, Molly. And I'm really excited for your book. Thank you so much. I can't wait. Pop Moms rule. The Pop Moms podcast. It's the Pop Moms podcast. Oh, it's on. Hey there. It's Kate. <laughs> Hello. And Eunice. Um, Eunice, I love using cannabis to connect with you. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I really, I really enjoy it. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I super enjoy it. Same. We've had some good times. I'm looking forward to many more. (laughs) Same.
Sometimes I think Valentine's Day should also be like Friendship Day. There is Friendship Day. I, I know. know. It's, is it World Friendship Day or is there a, a localized? I have no idea. I don't even know when it is. But I'm going to Google it. Hold on. Talk about something interesting so we can find out. Hmm, something interesting. Oh, man. Now there's so much pressure. I can't think of a single interesting thought. Do you know what I just um, – I just went to uh, my most recent um, tabbed page, which was 143 ridiculously hilarious porn titles. <laughs> so um, – Oh, my God. Anyways, what was I looking up? Um, friendship day. What day is friendship? Come on, friendship day. <laughs> it is Thursday, July thirtieth. Oh, nice. That's kind of cool. Hmm. Is it worldwide? Or I'm sorry. It? There's a Children's Day. There's a Children's Day. Yeah. It's, it's in a- November. Oh, that's what? right before the holidays. <laughs> what that. are you doing? November 20th is Children's Day? That's why we don't know about Every it. We don't goddamn day is Children's <laughs> Day. Those fuckers don't even whip their own ass. <laughs> it's the actual holiday, though, in Korea. Oh, my God. That's wild. Oh, it is? Mm-hmm. But they also have a Parents' Day instead of Mother's Day, Father's Day. It's Parents' Day and Children's Day. Let me see. Celebrating in honor of children, whose actual day varies by country. So, like, no. So, this is the U.S. version. Mm. Yeah, no. That's too much. They are, That's so much in that short period of time between the end of November and December. Seriously. Mm-mm. That's crazy. <clears throat> this one says Children's Day is June 14th. So, we have conflicting information. Because I thought that it was in November. Or that it wasn't at all. <laughs> Yeah, that's weird. Okay, well, date is either in June, where they're getting out of school and about to run amok for an entire summer. Give me gray hairs. <laughs> I found four. Where oh are they? I can't even see. I, I didn't even know them. you had any. You plucked them. <laughs> You're like, they don't exist anymore. They were like an inch long. That means that that's they grew new for that long. I know. I wish if they But would that come means in. you're getting more hair. Only you would you're only you would get supplemental hair as you're aging and as you're getting gray hairs. They're like, no, they're gray, but they're 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 new gray. They're more. <laughs> they're just more gray. I want if it comes in, I want it to like all come in at one time so then I could just go completely like super gray. ombre. Yeah. But then I would just go all like gray silver. I was going to say, because you could get really cool stuff happening with that. Yeah. And no one would ever doubt that it was something that was natural. <laughs> they would just think you dyed it. Like, because you literally look like a 23-year-old. I, this is why I love you so much. <laughs> but, like, I mean, they're stroking your ego, and there's, like, I'm telling the truth. <laughs> In a, like, I'm happy you're my pretty friend. <laughs> and really jealous. <laughs> sort of way. It's the ganj. That's all it's I the do. the ganj, yeah. I don't do anything. I don't. Yeah, I don't. That's my beauty routine. <laughs> Yeah. I want to start trying face care stuff with CBD. Mm. I think yeah. that's going to be my next frontier in the beauty, in the uh, beauty world. Uh, but, sounds so like, uh. I know, right? Okay. Well, Eunice and I are going to go keep connecting. Yay. Um, thank you for listening. Follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Pot Moms Podcast. Remember to um, email me if you want stickers and then take 
uh, pictures or videos of where you put them and tag us in it and we'll go ahead and we'll re what it, reshare them, repost them. I don't know. I retweet don't, I don't them. That's thing. right. Why am I asking you? It's <laughs> like asking like my grandmother um, or my or my like newborn baby. Like should I retweet or is this like a regram? <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, so you can email me <laughs> if you want stickers to, we'll, we'll share it. I think that's, a, that's a universal term. Okay, we will yeah. share it. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> remember to subscribe. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We're on wherever you're listening to us right now, if it's not one of those two. <laughs> um, yeah, let us know if there's one that you usually listen to that you can't find it on. Um, that's a one really easy way that we find out about new platforms we need to expand to. Um, But thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye, Mom. Super Mom. There (laughs) she is, doing it all, looking so beautiful. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey friends, I'm Brandon And I'm Saba. And we are your host of the Cannabis Hangout Podcast, an educational platform to connect with the cannabis community and share personal stories while breaking the stigma of marijuana. Join us every Sunday at 7 p.m. to gain valuable insight with different perspectives from industry leaders, growers, and medical marijuana patients. This is a place to learn so much from different angles in the cannabis industry. So tune in while we break it all down.